What's up, everybody? Sports and Stuff here. Vince here, co-host Ryan. NFL Week 7. A lot of close matchups this week. Let's get into that video thing. Like, share, and subscribe, as always. Support us on Patreon. Apple Spotify podcasts. Uh, one one request from some friends and some fellow viewers that I've I've been asked to explain is just let's Ryan, do you want to go over just the quick definitions of like some of the terms that we're using? Parlay against the spread, just stuff like that. So because I think I, a lot of people who are tuning in are newer to betting and they don't understand <laughs> what a lot of that is. I thought you were gonna say I thought they were gonna say, tell Ryan to look in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I, I could do that too. <laughs> no, you go ahead. But I, I was saying I could look into the camera more often too, but yeah, all good. Why don't you go, give us a quick breakdown here? I guess, how do you want me to start? So I guess... It's like, like parlay. A, What's a parlay? Well, I guess let me just start with a straight bet. Normally when people say a straight bet, they just mean that that solely. Like you're not putting that with anything. You're only betting on that. So a parlay is where if you really like a team and you want to take them on the money line and then there's another game on and you really like them and you want to take them on the money line, if they're both favorites, you're probably not going to have the best payout. But if you take both of those and put them together on one bet, you normally get a better payout. So that's kind of the incentive of doing parlays. And there really is, I don't think there is a limit. I think on some of these online apps, they'll let you get up to about 15 legs, I think. So explain to people what a money line is. So the money line is essentially just picking which team you like the best, which team's going to win that night. You're not really worried about points. You're not worried about covering. You don't care about the over-under. You're literally just pulling for that team. Yeah, so for them to basically win straight up. So what does against the spread mean? So going against the spread is kind of like, I guess, how do I put this? So like you can really kind of either bet on either side of each team. So like one team, the favorite's going to be, get, or I guess, laying a bunch of points, and then the underdog's going to be getting points. So basically when you have like, well, I guess like a minus three, that means that the, the favorite team has to win by three points or more, or I guess over three points. Is that, right. would, that so, technically, would that technically be a push? Yeah. So example here, first game, Jaguars and Saints. Saints on a lot of books, as we can see here, are minus one. Um, so that means if the game were to start zero to zero, this, the score would be zero to the Jaguars, negative one to the Saints. So that means the Saints have to win at least – by more than one point. If they win by one point, you just get the money back that you bet. And that's that would be a what's called Ryan said called a push. Where if they win 24 to 23, they won by one point, but since they were favored by one, it would be a tie technically. So you get your money back. But if they were to win 26 to 23, that means they would cover because they won by three points when all they needed to do is win by more than one. So that's an example what against the spread means. Or the other side, as Ryan said, the Jaguars are plus one. So that means they already have a point up. So they basically have to 
win 24 to 23 or 20 even if they win 23 to 23 um because they get plus one they would win they just can't lose by more than one point so there you have it folks so we've covered money line we've covered spread we've covered parlay to ryan's point a money line right now the Saints are minus 120. Jaguars are plus 100. So that means you bet the Jaguars plus 100, you get double your money. Whatever you bet. But if you get the Saints, it's a multiplier of... I think it's... What's the multiplier? Like 1.2 or something? I'm trying to see your screen. What's the number? Minus 110? Minus 120. Yeah, so all that uh, the easiest way to look at that is just if it's a minus 120, if you put up a hundred dollars, well, I guess if, if it's a minus 120, you have to put up a hundred and twenty dollars to win a hundred on that bet. Yeah, can you see that better? Yeah, yeah, okay. So the minus means they're the favorite, so you'd win less money. So typically, with a money line, if like the bills, well, that, that's the, minus- the juice too, like they're 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 making you pay like more on that, I guess, just because it's such a like most likely outcome yes the bills are minus 450 on fan duels if you bet a lot of money you wouldn't get that big of a payout because the bills are a lot more likely to beat the patriots but if you want to do what's called a parlay like we were talking about you can do the bills minus 450 the saints minus 124 put that on a two what's called a two-leg parlay so both teams would have to win and then you get a better payout so those are the basics of betting. I guess the other thing we can talk about is the total. Um, that's pretty straightforward. It's just the total points scored in the game between the two teams. You can do it for the game. You can do it for a half. Um, you can do team total points. Yeah, you can do individual team total points. So the over-under. So it has to be over-under 40 for this Jaguar Saints. So if they win... The Saints win twenty-three to twenty. That that would be the that would be over. That'd be forty-three points, and you'd win your bet. So yeah. All right. Now that we've gotten all that out of the way, hopefully that clears things up for some people. Any other questions? Feel free to put those in the comments below, and we'll try to answer them the best we can. Let's get on to some NFL. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. All right. Jaguar Saints. Saints have the trend. I think the last twelve games or thirteen games the Saints have played have all they've all been under. It's a Thursday night primetime game. Primetime games, especially on Thursday night, are typically under. The over under in this game has actually moved. It was at for a lot of books, it was at thirty nine, and now it looks like the numbers moved up to forty. I would, I'm probably going to take that now. I was waiting for that number to go up. Um, I'm going to go under. Like Caesars, DraftKings, BetMGM, they mostly have under 40. Um, What's the line now? Well, it's it's 40. It was 39 yesterday. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So that means that it's better chance of it being under. I, I, I was going to take the under 39 anyway, but now it's moved up to 40. I, I would probably take the under here. Um, Saints have a great defense. The Jaguars, inconsistent. We don't even know if Trevor Lawrence is playing in this game. He's still questionable. So, And it's at the Saints. 
Derek Carr struggles in the red zone, so the Saints kick a lot of field goals. If we look at the spread here, Saints are minus one and the Jaguars are plus one. Um, DraftKings, BetMGM, Caesars. Any thoughts here, Ryan? I kind of like the Saints here. Saints minus one on the spread. Mainly just because the Jaguars, they had a couple good games in London. They came back. They had another really good game. I just don't think they're going to keep it up here. I, I think the Saints defense is going to get to them a little bit. Saints will probably get a little lucky on offense. Uh, I think you're right. We are probably going to see a low-scoring game. I feel like there's going to be a lot of turnovers. But I think the Saints would pull ahead, though, if I was going to pick a side. Yeah. I'm with you there. I think the Saints are, will bounce back here. It's a bounce-back spot for them after and losing to the Texans. Possibly out or definitely out. I didn't even check. Yeah, and the Saints, I think it's still, he's still questionable. So his status is up in the air. And and they're at home. So in their, they're in their home uh, in the Dome. So they play well all Thursday there. night. Yep. All right, Browns-Colts, speaking of a low-scoring game. Um, so the spread right now is two and a half. The Browns are favored by two and a half points. Colts are getting plus two and a half here. DraftKings is plus three, minus three. Um, but most books, it's at two and a half. I mean, the over-under, I think, is like... 40. Oh, it's also at 40 right now. Yeah. Man, I should have waited. I think I took that number at 39. <laughs> but I knew I didn't care. I was like, this is going to be a low-scoring game. Both defenses are outstanding. Both have backup quarterbacks playing. And uh, as we saw the Browns and the 49ers, that was a really low-scoring game. 19-17. to 17. So I think it's going to be something similar with Indianapolis and Cleveland. Do you agree with me there? On the under, I guess? Oh, yeah, just the over-under. Do you think it's yeah, going to over 40? going to be a lower-scoring game. I mean, I think there's probably they're probably going to come out. Both teams are probably going to score quickly but i see it falling apart quickly like you said they have good defenses and i think the defenses jump right back on it i mean i'm tempted to take the colts here but i am I too I, was, I think i was on the colts last week and what an awful mistake <laughs> <laughs> well again man it's week to week it's a bounce back game for the colts the browns yeah. are coming off a high there, beating the 49ers uh, yeah, that, that's another thing that helps – that would help me take the Colts here is, I mean, teams have a great week or have a great win the last win. They don't tend to play as well the next week. So, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd lean towards the Colts, but I haven't officially took a side yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd lean Colts as well. I, I could see the Browns winning like 17-16. to 16. I'll take the plus two and a half here for the Colts. I like that bet. They're at home. I mean, they obviously could win straight up. It's going to be a close game. I just don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored again. Two back-to-back slugfests. All right. Next game, not going to be much different, I don't think. Bills and the Patriots. The Bills <laughs> looked absolutely atrocious against the Giants and barely barely won. They got lucky. A no call in the end of the, at the end of the game. The uh, Giants screwed up the goal line situation at the end when they ran the ball with no timeouts and 14 seconds left in the half 
and they didn't get another chance to snap the ball, so they didn't even score any points. End up losing that game 14-9. to um, And the Bills' offense, the Giants' defense just ate them up. Um, so Josh Allen's in, very inconsistent. He plays up and down to his competition. Patriots are really bad, so he might have. this might be another trap game. On the other hand, they're coming off a, a struggle game, so maybe they're really pissed off and they're just going to blow the Patriots out, which I could also see happening because the Patriots are horrible. Ryan, what do you think? Well, I mean, I still got the Patriots on auto fade. I mean, I, <laughs> I really don't even care what the spread is. I'm definitely on the Bills here. I also kind of like the over in this game. If you notice, a lot of the overs, the overs this week are set really low. Yeah, and dude, I, they're I, crazy I low. Also, I don't know if you also noticed, but I think the under hit in damn near every game last week. So that's a big reason for that. I think um, the Bills here, though, are just going to tear up the Patriots. Like, I, I, I can definitely see the Patriots pulling off some way of putting points on the board. So I'm really not worried about them contributing seven to maybe 10 for the whole game. But I could totally see the Bills scoring three touchdowns in the first half and then coming out and just jacking a touchdown right away in the second half. Right. You're pretty much at the over. You're absolutely right. I was going to say, I could see this game being 38 to 10. Like that's that's how yeah. I I could definitely see that yeah I think Patriots don't score more than ten points in this game because the Bills defense is is really good too, and Mac Jones is inept, he's just bottom of the barrel. And there's still people that are probably going to be on the Patriots though, so there's a chance this line may come down a little bit. Maybe the only like reason why they'd be on the Patriots is because of this the big spread. That's it. That's it. I, I mean, mean there's yeah. no one picking them straight up. I mean, really, Patriots are only one and five on the spread this year, so I wouldn't be like rushing to bet this for them. <laughs> auto fade, auto fade. <laughs> Bills three and three to this spread. Yeah. Any other thoughts here before we move on? All right. Raiders and the Bears. This oh, one I'm kind of like, I don't even want to bet this game. Raiders and the Bears are both terrible teams. Raiders are three and three. The Bears are one and five. The Raiders somehow are a favorite because the Bears are just that bad. The Bears are a one, four, and one to the spread. And, and Justin Raiders. Fields is also questionable with his thumb. Who knows if he's actually going to play or not? And then the Raiders three, two, and one to the spread. But generally, over the past couple seasons, the Raiders have not been the best to bet on in the spread. So I feel like they barely covered on a safety last week against the Patriots. Huh? They barely covered last week on a safety against the Patriots at the end of the game. Yeah. But so many people who had the Patriots plus three and a half were just pulling their hair out. It's like Mac Jones, the one thing you can't do is take a safety there. And I, I really wasn't even. I really wasn't even sweating it. I just knew something was going to happen, and I was going to get the cover. Yeah. <laughs> so the only thing I would say is I would lean the Raiders minus three only because Justin Fields is questionable. He's not going to be healthy, regardless if he plays or not. Man. The over-under in this game is like 37 and a half. Yeah, that's Yikes. what I wanted to know. Yeah, I, I feel like even for this game, I feel like that total may be a little too low. I'm, I'm kind of not really trying to take a side in this game. I think it's probably going to end up being somehow 
I think the Bears are going to pull the upset and just everyone's going to be like, what the hell again? But <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like something's going to happen here. Maybe even the Bears just cover, which would still be incredible. But I feel like I'm going to eventually – I'm not going to say – I don't know. I was going to say the over, but now I'm kind of thinking, oh, it's probably going to be the under. The Bears won't score any points. I don't know. Are you going to zig while everyone else is – or zagging or zag where everyone else is zigging, however that I, phrase goes? I'm going like, unders. I, I'm most likely not going to bet this game, but I, mean, I I really don't even have a good take on it. I mean, I, I just think this is one where, like, unofficially, I think the Bears are probably going to end up covering. <laughs> yeah. Just because they're playing the Raiders and the Bears have home field advantage. I, I feel like this is a spot where they get another, another, uh, at least a cover. Next game here, you got Commanders at the Giants. Commanders minus two and a half. Commanders were outgained uh, by Atlanta by twice as many yards, but they forced a bunch of turnovers. Their defense is one of those bend not break where they give up a ton of yards, but they also turn the ball over a lot. So the Giants haven't scored a touchdown in. I think like 50 quarters or something, like some ridiculous stat. Like, I think the I think the commanders could cover minus two and a half here. I would lean that. I, I wouldn't be confident with that. I still have to feel it out later in the week, see if the line moves at all. But I just don't see a ton of value in this game. I mean, it, the only thing I would say is minus two and a half for the commanders. I don't I don't think the Giants, regardless of who's starting. Is Daniel Jones playing? He's still questionable. And right now would be Tyrod Taylor, technically would be the starter. Jeez. And Sam Howell looks pretty good. I mean, he's got a strong arm and he has good pocket presence and can get out of sacks. I mean, but that giant the reason why I'm a little hesitant is because the Giants defense looked really good against uh, the Bills. Giants defense finally like played well. Like they hadn't played well at all. So it could be a letdown game where they don't play as well against the Commanders after they got super hyped for the Bills. But that was the first game uh Daniel Jones was out, right? Yeah. I think that had a lot to do with the pet players' mentality too, because they were like, Hey, we have a chance. We don't know how this guy's gonna do. You know I mean, what? That's a good point. We've seen him play before, but like I mean that specific night they didn't know if he was gonna bomb tank like we we don't we didn't know but I mean I kind of think there is a little bit of hope with the Giants if Daniel Jones is out so like this is probably another game I'm gonna stay away from I just feel like there's better games to bet on right now he's getting paid thirty five million dollars a year more than Tyrod Taylor is you think Aaron Jones is coming back super off topic but for the Packers yeah. <laughs> He was on the sideline without any cast or nothing, throwing the football. I think he'll be back in the next couple weeks. I don't think they're going to rush him back for this week. I'm um, curious if Aaron Rodgers comes back. Do the oh, you mean Aaron Rodgers, not Aaron Jones? Sorry, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. Jones with the Packers. He's also been out. So yeah, just you, just lucky. You were lucky to be able to uh, be right there too. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers. I think will come back probably like the last four games of the season or something. I know he's doing his holistic healing. If Whatever he, he's doing he seems to be back, working. If he comes back, are the Jets going to get into the playoffs and make a run for the Super Bowl? 
unless he injures his Achilles again, I I, I wouldn't put it past wasn't past them. A lot of people be- are saying that the Jets should trade for Kirk Cousins. I think they just wait until uh, I I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to play at some point. Yeah. Um. All right, sorry, hmm. we'll get back to it. Yeah, no, all good. No, that's an interesting conversation because it's like, do you wait and just keep going with Zach Wilson or do you trade for Kirk Cousins now because you don't know Aaron Rodgers' timetable even though he's saying that he'd come back? It's like, it's one thing to be able to stand and throw ball. It's another thing to be able to play at the NFL level at your highest performance to be able to get them into a deep run in the playoffs. All right, Falcons and Bucks, plus two and a half for the Falcons. Buccaneers, Lost twenty to six to Detroit. Falcons won, uh, lost twenty four to sixteen to the Commanders. Desmond Ritter was making really bad decisions. Threw off his back foot his last pick to seal that game in the red zone. Um, and it's at Tampa Bay, so it's not in Atlanta. This one I not seeing a ton of value here. I could see. Both teams are coming off losses. I think, I think the uh, Bucks can probably. I would lean Bucks here to cover. They played a good Detroit team. The Falcons are not nearly as talented. I think they could win. They could win by a field goal. Baker Mayfield's playing better than Desmond Ritter, so, and the Buccaneers have better receivers. The uh, Falcons have Drake London and Kyle Pitts, but the Bucks all, with Godwin and. Mike Evans, better receiving combo there. Any thoughts here? What's the line at right now? Is it still two and a half? Yeah. Dang. Were you hoping it would go up? If this line goes up to three, I kind of like the Falcons here. Oh yeah, plus three. I I would say I would say that's that's a fair bet. Um. I don't That's know if I'd take that, but I could see that. I was kind of waiting for it, but like at two and a half, it's hard to say. I mean, I I did kind of like the Falcons to cover, but I, I probably wouldn't take them at two and a half because I, I feel like this is a field goal game. Like this yeah. is probably going to come down to like the last possession and it's probably going to be a field goal. Same, divi- same divisional game. It's a divisional game too, so those are always close. Yeah. So there's a chance that the under may hit in this too. Forgot about that because it's set at 38 right now. I feel like it's when they said it. Well, right now actually it's 37. Yeah, I I feel like the under is getting hammered right now. Yeah, it is. All right, next game here we got Lions at the Ravens. Um, Ravens have the best right now. The best. Uh, pass rush, they are like tied for first or top two in sacks as a team. Jared Goff has not faced any good teams in his last five starts, especially with good defenses. They're at on the road. Jared Goff plays much better in the dome. One thing, Jared Goff, he's been playing really well, and I, I get that he's great against the spread, but he hasn't faced a pass rush like this, and you get him off the spot. Plus, their line's a little bit banged up. Ravens, I think, can uh, put up some points on this Lions defense. I think Lamar Lamar's always has success against the Lions. And uh, 
Yeah, I think the Ravens win by four points. Ryan, I think you disagree with me on this one. I mean, I think the Ravens have a good shot at winning this game. I'm not sure if they cover, but um, I'm more leaning towards the under in this game. This is going to be a close matchup. The Lions don't play well against the Ravens. The Ravens play down to whoever the heck they're playing. So to me, I feel like this is going to be a low-scoring game. The Ravens are probably going to pull off the victory. It'll probably end up just being by a final touchdown with it's also the wind. Wind. Close. The weather is going to be bad. Wind gusts are supposed to be like fifteen to twenty miles an hour throughout the game. This is a home game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Support. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to lean towards the under. Ravens had played a home game and like they played at the and oh, I forgot about that. They're also traveling from London. Yeah. Going to have any kind of effect on them by not taking the bye week. I mean, I'm sure it is. Um, they they haven't. The last home game was the game I went to, and they lost to the Colts. But that was in terrible weather too, and that was a low-scoring game. It was 19 to 16. So I could see the under on this one too. I mean, it's what 42 and a half. Yeah, yeah 42 and a half. Lamar also doesn't do great as a as a as a um, as a favorite, but. In this situation, he covered last week against the Titans. Um, I think he plays well against the Lions. I think they'll cover. Love getting those early London wins. Absolutely, man. It made my made my NFL watching experience a lot more peaceful, less stressful getting that out of the way. <laughs> Seahawks and Cardinals. Seahawks are minus 7.5 at home. I think they bounce back after playing poorly against the Bengals and still having a chance to win. And the Cardinals are just trash. So <laughs> I think the Seahawks can cover here by 10 points. I, I don't I don't like the Cardinals in this matchup. Joshua Dobbs has no promise. And he's just a... Uh, I mean, Kyler Murray is back at practice. I don't know if how good he'll be. Kyler Murray or Josh Dobbs, give me the Seahawks. Disagree? Man, it's a hard one because the Cardinals are 3-3 three and three to the spread while uh, the Seahawks are 3-2. and two. I mean, I know that the Cardinals are 1-5, but they still found a way to cover in uh, three of those games. Um, you said Josh, or Josh Dobbs wasn't the quarterback this week? He, no, it, it, he's it's more of he's questionable because Kyler Murray is coming back. He's practicing. Oh, again. Okay, okay. But I'm I'm saying I don't care if it's Kyler Murray or Josh Dobbs. I, I don't think either of them has played great, and I think the Seahawks can score a lot of points on this Cardinals team, and I think they'll, you know, put up some points on them. I know. I like the it. seven and a half. Best value you're going to get DraftKings. You get, go bet there. They're minus seven. Yeah, because normally when I see the seven and a half, I start leaning towards the uh, underdog in the NFL, the uh, mine, or the plus seven and a half, just because of that key number. I feel like when yeah. I start seeing it at six and a half, or yeah, six and a half, that's when I start looking at the favorite. 
same thing around like the three and the two and a half. So I mean, like I could be wrong there, but I know. Um, uh, the more I look at it, I kind of like the under in this game. I kind of feel like it's going to be close. I I think like even if they put up points, I'm thinking that maybe maybe there's a lot more turnovers. I think more in the beginning of the game. I'm not really sure if both of these teams are going to show up right away. I feel like there's going to be a lot of not really fumbles and stuff. I just feel like a lot of uh, fourth down punts. Yeah. All right. This game, I'm the most confident. This is probably my lock of the week, and Ryan's not going to like me for this. Oh, but, um, <laughs> I mean, the Rams have Cooper cut back. Matt Stafford's playing really well. Oh, Matt Stafford. <laughs> I, know I shouldn't be talking with Kenny Pickett, but... <laughs> <laughs> Rams are at home and they're only minus three. To me, that's that's like a no-brainer. I've already bet that. I'm confident in that one. I think the Rams could win by like at least two field goals, a touchdown. Steelers' defense is inconsistent. I mean, the Ravens, even though they only put up 10 points on them, <laughs> the Ravens had eight drops in that game and there were so many points left off the board and they were moving up and down that field and they had like twice as many yards as the Steelers did. Um, don't see Cooper Cup dropping any balls. And Aaron Donald is probably going to sack Kenny Pickett like multiple times in this game. So it's a bad matchup for the Steelers, especially on the road. Ryan, tell me tell me why I'm wrong. Is If you're a Steelers fan, are you going to go emotion here and, and disagree with me or are you just going to stick with the logic where it makes the most sense? Uh, I mean, right now, I kind of want to lean towards the under. I feel like the Steelers still have a rock-solid defense. I still think they're going to do do just enough here to make the Rams punt a couple of times. They're going to destroy themselves on offense and then give it right back. But, I mean, the defense will be back out there. And, I mean, I hate to say it, but it almost kind of feels like the best chance the Steelers have to score is if we get a pick six. So, Yeah, or just turnovers and have a short field. I feel like I'm not too worried about the Steelers scoring a lot of points. I'm not too worried about the Rams scoring a lot of points because of the Steelers' defense. I mean, obviously, somebody's going to score a couple of times, but I just think it stays low enough to be under this. I think it's at 43 and a half, 44. Right about there. I guess yeah. Right, but either way, yeah, it's, 40, I, it's 44 in most books. I'm probably going to take the under here. I know it's a low number, but. Yeah, I, I just don't see either team blowing each other out. I mean, even if it is a blowout, I don't see it going that high. Can't pick against your Steelers. I get it. <laughs> Pretty much if, if it's my team playing and I can't roll with them, I just look at the total. <laughs> yep, I'm with you there. Speaking like a true NFL sports fan there. All right, Packers and Broncos, a matchup from the Super Bowl between Elway and Favre here. <laughs> Yeah, definitely not as good as the quarterbacks. Russell Wilson played really bad against the Chiefs last week. Packers, minus one. Broncos are auto-fade. Again, auto-fade team for me. <laughs> no, I was going to say, you said you had a lock. This is my lock. I'm rolling with the Packers here. Yeah. The Broncos, yep, 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 the Broncos exactly. are 0-3 at home. They will not oh, yeah. job That's a good 
They're going to leave their players crying in the locker room saying all we do is lose. Yeah. Sorry. I don't think that actually happened. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the Broncos are underdogs on the money line. But barely. I mean, right now. Yeah, the spread is just minus one. It's almost like a pick game, but yeah, I don't know why. I guess Jordan Love hasn't proven enough to make this a more of a... Uh... The Packers are in a tight spot being on the road. I mean, they're expected to win this, so it's a little bit of pressure, but I, I just really don't see the Broncos putting it together on offense. I don't see them really putting it together on defense. I just think this is going to be a pretty bad game. Chance it goes under, but I'm going to stop throwing all these unders out. Just roll with the just you're, you're just betting unders like like at last week everyone did the under and so they keep putting them lower. I mean, I'm just the under until it's, until it loses. Yeah, I mean, right now I'm just kind of looking into it and it seems to be a good trend right now. I feel like a lot of these games you're ready for the big action, you're ready for the big scoring games, and you just don't get them. All right, next game: Chargers and Chiefs. Justin Herbert played his worst game of of his career against the uh, Cowboys last week. That was pretty painful to watch because Herbert's my guy. I think he'll bounce back. I think the Chargers cover the plus five and a half here. I think the Chiefs win because they always seem to win, but their offense has not looked good this year. They're still five and one, which is scary. The fact that Mahomes, they only put up 19 points against the Broncos. Uh, yeah, they're, they're big. That's a pretty big spread. I don't know. I think the uh, the Chargers can lose by like four points here. Still cover. You disagree with me? I think it's going to be a really close first half. And then I think the second half is going to be the question if the Chargers can hold on. But, I mean, for me, I'd probably take the Chargers plus five and a half. I mean, the Chiefs suck on the spread. The Chargers didn't play that well last week, so they're definitely going to show up this week, try to bounce back here. But, I mean, I don't think the Chargers are going to win, but I definitely could see this turning into a field goal game. Yeah, I'm with you there. Quick go back. Side note, I forgot to mention this, the Packers and the Broncos. Uh, I took them first half under. First half under is like over-under is 21.5-22. These two teams... Um, statistically are the worst um, offenses in the first half. They're the slowest starting offenses in the first half. Um, they don't score a lot of points. So even though the over-under is pretty low at 21 and a half, 22, um, I threw some money on that because I think that's an interesting trend and they're playing each other. So I think they're going into the first half. It could be like seven to three or something really, really low. All right. Game of the week for most people. Sunday Night Football. Miami Dolphins at the Philadelphia Eagles. Dolphins are plus two and a half. They're getting two and a half points. Kind of crazy to see that. Um, Eagles didn't play that well last week. I think Jalen Hurts bounces back. I think he plays better. I can see the Eagles defense getting some pressure on Tua. Because their their front four is just unbelievable. And... uh, I'd lean. I'm not confident, but I'd lean Eagles minus two and a half. What about you, Ryan? I mean, I'm kind of the same way. The Dolphins are going to be on the road here. They are two and one away, but um, the Eagles at home are two and zero. Oh. 
I mean, Eagles 5-1, and one, Dolphins 5-1. and one. This is definitely going to be a tough choice. They already made it pretty much a field goal game. Uh, again, like, at minus 2.5, I'm kind of leaning towards the Eagles here. I feel like they're going to pull off the win. I feel like they have that unfair one-yard game play. So, like, I mean, like, what can you do? A brotherly shove. What can you do? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says that it's unstoppable, but... It's like other teams have tried, and they've not been nearly as successful as the Eagles. I, a lot of that's probably the talent and just who's doing it. I mean, I think the Eagles have really good offensive linemen. So, like, I mean, I feel like that just helps a lot pushing through. And Jalen Hurts can squat over 600 pounds. Dude, a lot of leg strength. Like, that's what I mean. Like, how, how much are the other guys squatting on the other teams trying it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially, I, I, mean, think, look at, I, I think it's happened a couple of times in college football already. There's been a couple of teams that tried it, and they were unex, unsuccessful. Look at the, the uh, Cowboys and the Chargers on Monday night. The Cowboys tried it on fourth and short, and Dak Prescott didn't get it. And he even said at the press conference after the game, he threw his, his team under the bus. He's like, they didn't brotherly shove me enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Poor guy. laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the media is going to shove him around a lot. <laughs> yeah, there it is. All right, 49ers and Vikings. This is the last game. Monday Night Football. Vikings are getting seven points here. 49ers have some injuries. Christian McCaffrey with his oblique. Debo Samuel is going to be out. Um, George Kittle was a non-factor last game. Brock Purdy had his worst game of his career against the Browns. It's a pretty easy one. You think that they, uh, they bounce back here and cover? At seven. Oh, absolutely. The Vikings suck. Have you seen them in prime time? <laughs> yeah, they barely them? beat the Bears, like 19-13 or something. They're 0-3 at home. They are not winning. Oh, yeah, Kirk Cousins is bad on, at primetime games. They're not going to cover this game. No way. A pretty yeah. easy bet. The 49ers are going to be undervalued because they have some injuries. I, I feel like they really don't need those star players to beat up on this uh, Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins in uh, primetime. Yeah, because they still have a good defense, and Kirk Cousins is terrible in primetime games. I'm never betting Kirk Cousins again on primetime. I'm just never doing it. And that's just a trend. That's not, like, a fact. Like, I mean, there's a chance he does prove us wrong, but does he play his first good primetime game right now? Or, I mean, this week? Probably not. Well, no. Going up against one of the best defenses in the league. Well, to clarify, it is a fact, not just a trend, that he's bad prime time. But it's not a fact that he'll be playing bad in this game. But it's fact that he's like he's only won, I think, one or two primetime games in his career. <laughs> Something crazy. So, yeah, I think that's a that's a pretty I mean, seven points. But you're right, that defense, man. I think the Vikings don't score a lot of points. I could see this I mean, being another it, under. What's it, the over under on this game? It, so listen, if if Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey were in this game, I can almost guarantee you this line would be ten and a half right now. Absolutely, absolutely. So like, I think you're definitely getting some value here with it being even at seven. I mean, I think uh, like I, I I just think the 49ers have the better defense versus the Vikings. I think the Vikings are going to choke big time. I think the 49ers are going to come out, and anybody who's healthy is probably going to play well. I don't think they're going to try to get anyone in there. I, I don't even know, honestly, what the injuries are with McCaffrey and Debo. I don't know if it's career-ending or what. <laughs> no, no, it's not career-ending in either case. They're probably out. I think they're out like a few weeks. I don't, it's, not, it's nothing crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, they got like 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Either way, I mean, I'm going to roll with the 49ers here to end out the week. Yeah, man. I'm with you. I think that's you're, you're, you've swayed me. I was kind of not sure because that spread was, seemed a little big for me, but you're right. Their star players all being healthy and said this has probably been at least 10 and a half. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If they were all healthy, it'd be a lot, a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but look at the Bills. They were minus 15, 15 and a half, and they barely won against the Giants. The NFL is yeah. crazy sometimes. That, that, that's where it's week to week. Um, yeah, that happens. <laughs> I did not have the Bills. I didn't have the Bills in that game, though. Really? I, I'm trying to remember what I had in that game because it did lose. I think I took some yards parlay. I, I put together a yards parlay, and I'm pretty sure it lost. I'm trying to remember now. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note... <laughs> follow us for more picks <laughs> uh, as always um, I have been Ryan's been really good at posting on Twitter I have not been great so my apologies I gotta post on Instagram my picks also try to get my picks out on Twitter at sports and stuff be sure to look at Cushy's Corner Vince's votes and stay tuned because down the, down the line we've also really like uh, NCAA football our, our uh, co- uh, <clears throat> wow, college football. Yeah, our co-host Will, longtime friend who's been MIA, he'll try to hop on potentially for an additional episodes. Maybe maybe record those on Fridays. We're still trying to figure that out, but stay tuned for some college picks here, or at least some of our thoughts and analysis on individual matchups. I mean, we still post. Some of those picks. I think, Ryan, you post those on Twitter, right? For me, I try to post bets that I think are most confident and hit. So there are times where I don't have a bet at all for a day. So, like, I know a lot of people aren't too happy about that. Personally, I am still betting, but I'm not going to give you guys something I'm trying. So, yeah. like, that's where I'm having some struggle on these weekday games. But, yeah, every NFL Sunday we got some picks out there from Cushion. You had Jacksonville State and Liberty on a poll. That was great. Yeah, I, 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 I was like, which one is better? And ironically, everybody uh, chose Liberty, and they did not cover even close. And then Jack State did get me the cover, made it an even night. Flipping the bird to the ref. <laughs> what, a, what a guy. Yep. And on on that note, till next time. Go Astros. <laughs> Five zip. <laughs>